with Mo. What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 35. Uh, this week we are joined by Koopy and then we are also joined by Skinny for just a little bit at the end. So this is a double header or something. I don't know. Um, on this one, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day, Denver, Colorado, taxes, Phoenix, Arizona, Shantex, Ted Bundy, abducted in plain sight, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, Koopy's book check-in. Which will be like a whole thing where we're going to have Koopy tell us about the book she's read. And then Skinny comes on and he gives a secret word. I talk about my PS4 problems, which is a really big bummer. I'm at the very beginning stages. Uh, We'll see what really happens. Um, And then we talk about music and a little bit about his time in the military, just barely. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you like the podcast. Let everyone know. Um... Yeah. What up? And we are joined by Koopy. Hello. I wish I had something like a cool catchphrase, but I don't. I think Snappy just says hello, hello. And uh, Skinny says, what up, what up? Um, I just say, what's up? So we don't, none of us have real cool ones. Cheerio, mate. Cheerio. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Curtis has the sound effects. So you could try to do that, but he normally comes, like, I don't know about them. They just happen, you know. Um, All right. First thing I need to get to is uh, I have patrons that I fucking have to shout out every episode because that's what I goddamn said I'm going to do. And so I got to shout out Snappy, my mom, Uncle Daryl, Hurricane Haynes. Those are the four better fans that I have. And we have some other fans, but those are the better fans that deserve getting shouted out. Um, So appreciate them doing that. So I can afford to host the podcast. So everyone should be thankful. Um, Thank you, patrons. Thank you. And again, it's patreon.com slash podcastamo. And then this one's going to come out on Valentine's Day. Aww. So isn't that uh, romantic? Romantic because we're married, <laughs> in case anyone doesn't know that. Um, so this year, before we had all of our crazy plumbing problems that I've talked about on the podcast, we decided let's go pretty lot on Valentine's yes. Day gifts. And you were even like, don't give me flowers this year because you aren't going to be here to enjoy them. Because the week after Valentine's Day, you're going to Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. And we'll get to that in a minute. But at first, I thought it was a trap. No. Yeah. I mean, like, I love flowers. I think flowers are beautiful, and they're a great way of cheering somebody up, not just on Valentine's, at any time. They don't have to be for a special occasion. So, wink, wink. But. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) No. um, Yeah. Valentine's Day is on a Thursday. And if you sent them to my work. We wouldn't be there on Friday for uh, various reasons. We're closed. Right. So it wouldn't really, I'd be, and then I'd be gone. So, yeah. yeah, the next week. So you wouldn't have gotten to a stare at them and enjoy right. them. So I lucked out this year on that one. But then it turns out we had to spend all of our money on plumbing. So it's a good idea for us not to spend any money on frivolous gifts. But we did still spend money on frivolous gifts, but not crazy. 
No, craziness. we kept it like under thirty bucks. Yeah, we done done good. I thought. Um, so anyway, I should tell everyone happy so, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't know when we'll exactly be celebrating. Um, I guess on Valentine's Day. Seems yeah, I'm gonna cook us some hot dogs. It's gonna be real fancy. <laughs> hot dogs with mustard. Yeah, well, no it's chili. a very anything that's that cylinder shape. You know, wink, <laughs> wink. Very romantic meal. All right. Also, we have an email that I feel like I need to read. It isn't even that crazy, but we just get so few emails on this podcast. I'm going to read it. It is from my cousin Jason, who is living out in Colorado. I don't know where in Denver. I think Denver is where it's at. Anyway, yeah. It says, uh, hey, gave your name and email to a guy here in Denver that raps and knows several rappers here. Told him to check out the beats and submit some tracks to the music episodes of the podcast. So thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. And hopefully we hear from some Denver people and some rap music. They're probably too cool for us. They are too cool. So me and you went to Denver for our honeymoon. Everyone was way too cool. It was kind of uncomfortable. Right. They all were fucking band tees. They all look like Hot Topic people, first off. They just all look like No, I think they were cooler than... I mean, like, I feel like when Hot Topic was cool, those people probably were in denver right these people have like gone they've matured they've grown they're like mature hot topic teenagers yeah and they're hipsters now but. right and if you didn't know like the special names for something at a place <laughs> they would be like you fucking idiot <laughs> like they just looked at you like you're just not cool and i'm wearing like we were clearly tourists wearing a goddamn fallout shirt <laughs> <laughs> somewhere and the guys are looking at me like you don't have an obscure band name shirt? <laughs> kind of loser are you? Oh, and you just have a normal facial hair? You don't have mustache wax into cool, fun shapes? Yeah, we're not hip enough. So anyway, Jason, let me know how you're liking Denver. I would assume we were I saw, we were in the smack dab, like, actual middle of, like, the two streets yes. that were downtown Denver. And so. we would hop on that little trolley thing and ride up to the... Museum. Museums district. So Denver was cool. There was a lot of very cool things about it, but the people were not one of them, in my opinion. Didn't enjoy the people. Um, But then again, we take for granted that we live in a state that I kind of hate of Oklahoma in a way. But in every poll, it comes out as the nicest and friendliest state in America, which is always like, really? We also, on a side note, was the air conditioner. So Oklahoma yeah. also has friendly people in really nice air conditioning pretty yeah, much Yeah, because we know how fucking hot it gets. <laughs> and there they were like, oh, yeah, that'll do. It'll get it down to 80. And you're like, no, no, no. That's not an air conditioner. That is a whole thing. Um, so we might be going back <laughs> yeah. to Colorado soon. Yeah, but we're going to see my grandparents maybe this summer. That's the plan at the moment. If we can if we can afford Scrape it Scrape together the pennies. Because taxes. So I posted this thing on Facebook saying taxes are bullshit. And it's got a lot of people talking, mostly conservatives being like, yeah, ha ha, taxes are bullshit. And I'm a libertarian or I feel like one most of the time. So I, I do generally agree with that. But no one ever is like, but we spend a hundred times more than everyone else on military. And y'all want to spend more money on a wall. And you know, Like there's a lot of conservative shit that still spends a lot of taxpayer money. I'm just mad that we have to possibly pay him money. I'm going to redo them on a different site next weekend and see. Um, that we have to pay, and we feel, I feel like we're poor people, and there's people out there that just get given thousands and thousands of dollars back because, like, of their bad circumstance. I don't know. It's very strange to me. I have odd feelings at the moment about it. And then when you pay it in, you're like, well, how is this money being spent? Not on good shit. 
<laughs> and then another thing, I'm like, can't we just tax all the businesses and then not tax the people as much? Because these businesses like Apple and shit that pay 0% tax, you know, on like a global scale or national scale, you're all like, well, tax them and don't tax us. They make way more. It's kind of like the pollution thing. The way I'm like, well, what does it matter if we recycle when in China the factories are running all these emissions? Like I have that feeling about taxes now. Like if you're not going to tax the big guys, I don't see why you're even worrying about me. So that's my new hill I'm dying on on taxes. Just so you know. Taxes taxes suck. That's why you mess with it all. I don't really, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just know it's a lot of money. I try to pay attention to like all the different things that I'm being taxed, but it's a bit overwhelming. And I think that's probably part of the plan is to just taxes on taxes. and Right. Well, it's so, like the theory of a loaf of bread. It's tax. It's like, like we'll just pay it because we don't even know. I right. mean, we'll, We'll end up paying it no matter what. You're going to throw me in jail if I don't. So Um, It sucks, but it's like, (laughs) what are you going to do? All right, so we mentioned the week after this comes out, you're going to be going to Phoenix. Are you excited about that? It'll be my first time ever in Arizona, so that's kind of cool. But it's a work trip. It's not necessarily a fun trip. Maybe it'll be fun. Maybe we'll eat out at some cool places and see some cool things. For the most part i'll be working i would assume the weather will be nice for being like february i looked it up currently they're in the 60s and 70s so right on yeah um i've been to arizona three times twice in the middle of the night going to to and fro california and the other time i went to the four corners so technically i stood there but doesn't really count so i've never like paid attention to anything in arizona but i know they don't have a daylight savings time interesting Another thing I want to bring up, because I think of anyone, you'd probably be the most proud of me, is it's, I think, been six months since I've quit smoking oh, cigarettes. Oh, yes. On, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I it will am be. proud of you about that. Because I sure. honestly thought I would never quit smoking cigarettes. Even when I was going to quit, I was like, well, I won't quit, probably. I was really sh- shocked at how well. Let's do a shout out to Chantix, because yeah. without it, it wouldn't have happened. True that. But... I was really impressed at how well that stuff worked, although you did have some side effects that made you want to just cut it off instead of you know, like tapering it off like you were supposed to. Right. So Something was keep that in mind if you're considering shit. I was having weird dreams it. and things, so I didn't want that to keep happening. But what happened was I remember I took it, and then I was like, man, I have not cut back as quick as I should have. And then like in a week was like, just quit. Yeah. Like, you just kind of made up your mind to do it. Right. So it just like enabled to like brought, blocked off some parts of your brain that would normally be like, no, just keep smoking. So shout out to Chantix on that shit. Um, all right. We watched two things this week that are kind of relevant and related to each other. First, we've tried to watch this Ted Bundy thing. That's a big deal. Yes. Everyone loves the Ted Bundy thing on the internets. They keep talking about how handsome Ted Bundy is, which I just don't agree with. And we've watched the first two episodes of the four. It's kind of, I mean, it's entertaining and it's surprising, like how bad the cops fucked up and let him escape and stuff. But in general, I don't find it that good compared to it other ones we've watched. It is kind of a slow, slower paced um, show. Right. Um, but I mean, there's, he in the end is, has confessed, I think, to, 30 to 40 women being killed. So there's a lot of ground they got to cover. Right. And there's obviously way more out there than that. But yeah. we've only, I think, watched the, the third episode. I think there's the first two, but we might have watched the third. But 
there's still quite a bit. We haven't even gotten to Florida yet, so. Right. Well, it was crazy how we uh, just escaped a bunch of times. That was all. I, I mean, that was the most surprising thing to me. Um, but I, I just expected it to be a lot better, I guess. You know, everyone acted like it was like real good. I heard on other podcasts, you know, before we watched it, like it was just so amazing. And I was like, oh, I think almost every other one we've watched on Netflix is better. Yeah. Uh, that's like that. Um, and then the other one we watched this morning because we keep see- I kept seeing this meme <laughs> that is referenced from it. And then I've looked it up and people have said it was real crazy. So we watched it. It's called Abducted in Plain Sight. And it's like an hour and a half documentary movie. And it should have been a series. <laughs> it, it could have been a series, definitely. It's honestly, it could have, it had to be a documentary. Because if you made it into a scripted thing, people would be like, there's no way this is a true story. Right. It's that ridiculous. And at the end of it, you know, they try to wrap it up with pretty music and everyone being like, oh, we've moved on. But it wraps up way too quickly and leaves way too many unanswered like, no, but you said this and what the fuck about that moments to me. Right. The parents are. So in case you don't know anything about this. Right. It's about um, I think it was in the 70s at 1974 um, in Utah or some Mormon believe, yeah. community. I believe so. Um, just these this house of a normal family of husband, wife, and three daughters lived next door to this creepy guy they called B, who also had a family and seemed relatively normal until he wasn't. Yeah, and he was a pedophile, and basically these people acted like they would never even imagine what a pedophile would be, so they just let this guy have, like, full access to their daughter, in which he, like, brainwashes and then molests and rapes, and it's... It's so bizarre that when you're watching it, you're like, what? And then also you find out the guy seduced both the mother and father of the girl he was in love with. So like there's a lot of layers there and they very they go over it in an hour and a half and it just leaves you wanting more answers. <laughs> yeah, you're left to being your like, questions. what the fuck? And it's just, it just seems like it. Yeah, like a, like is this really did this really happen? I almost it <laughs> if almost it hadn't me, been the FBI agent, you would right. question. There is one FBI agent in there that is like the one thread to reality that's like, yeah, they kept fucking up or whatever. <laughs> like he's the one that you're like, okay, but halfway through I did think like what if this is just a really good mockumentary? Right. Yeah. Like we would never know. In the era that we live in, we don't question like. Right. Because they've done a reenactment of all of the like 1970s things. And some of that, I will say, is a little disturbing when you stop and think about it. Like just the idea of like some little girl had to act out this weird scene. Right. Like all of that still kind of creeps me out. And the guy took a lot of photos of the girl in real and they showed a lot of those. And they right? showed a lot of those photos, and you know, in a way, those are pornographic images. Even though she is clothed, right? It's to still really it's like still... to him, he took those in a sensual manner, right? And to see them just splayed out like that, across, it was a little jarring. And I don't know, it definitely was gross. I'll say that. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I consume a lot of real crime um, content. Like I. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm kind of squeamish when it comes to like medical stuff, like cutting people open, but I can handle some law and order SVU stuff. Like I, I've consumed a lot of that, but this left a really gross, uh, feeling. Right. Well, I think the thing that's interesting, and I think they may even turn into a movie now that it's out there. So people like, Oh, this is a real story is I think, um, that the dad has this whole, 
He was probably like a closeted homosexual in the Mormon community, which led to his wife not feeling fulfilled, which led this guy to just pry his way. Like, it all just works up so perfectly that it almost seems fake. That's like why I'm like, man, there's just no way all this happened the way. But I do believe it. I don't know. (laughs) After we watch it, I was like, I think it's real, but it's just almost too real to be real. Well, and the Miss the B, um, Birch told Robert Bert Bob Birch told us his name and they called him B. He would go and seek counseling from people in the Mormon right. community and they there was one psychiatrist in particular who was very disturbing in right, his and gave practices. Him but that guy wasn't from the Mormon. That guy was from uh, someone in California he went visit. It was just but like wasn't he quiet. referred to? I don't know. They didn't say how he got there. But I remember they like the church knew and reprimanded him on different things. And then it came out later. There were like multiple girls he'd done this to, not just this one girl or something. It It is all crazy. Uh, and then – I mean, I noticed in the Ted Bundy thing, he also has a moment where he, like, stays with the Mormon community, and they're all, I don't know, somehow it's all, t- like, I don't What's know. some up with that? Yeah, it's weird. It's, to me, it's, I, I used mean, to want to live anywhere. it's not just a Mormon anywhere community thing. It's west, a lot of Right. Anywhere west of here, I used to think, like, oh, this that would be a cool place to live. But after watching these two things, I'm like, fuck that. That's where all the crazy people, they all live throughout the northwest. <laughs> it's all over the Colorado. place. It's all over the know. place. I mean, Catholic community that That's nun- true. what was that one documentary about the nuns the following no the, the fo- uh she knew it the was keepers an, the keepers yeah and they like killed that nun or whatever because she knew stuff right and it was like this whole the priests were letting cops come in and rape teenage girls it was crazy it was, Watch it's out also Netflix on too. Netflix Netflix will make you just think the world's evil and then I started thinking I saw a meme the other day I told you about it and then the documentary we watched this morning makes sense of like everyone gives us shit now of millennials being too like whatever we are, but we don't fucking open the doors to strangers and shit. Like people used to just be so stupid and naive and like not cautious about anything. And I'm like, oh, y'all done some dumb stuff. At least now millennials may be something, but we're at least skeptical. Yes. Like I think they at least. Well, sometimes people put a lot of stuff on the internet. Right. That you believe that's true. We're skeptical <laughs> of real life. For, <laughs> Um, well, I just mean like people will update like where they are and what they're doing and allow the world to know very intimate details of their lives. Like people just post a lot of stuff online. So it's like we won't open up our doors, but we'll put it all on the Internet. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So you get to curate that. You get to design what people see. Yeah. So um, all right, that's all the random stuff I had to talk to you about. Unless there's something, I guess I'm talking about some video games. You bought me two video games. I just platinum Spider Man yesterday, so go me. Good job. Do you know what a platinum means when I say that? I mean, I know what platinum is in the sense that it's like the finest metal. Right. Um. Well, just for anyone out I there that doesn't it's know, better than gold. It is. Uh. There's trophies in PlayStation games. Um. In Xbox games, are called achievements. And in an Xbox game, you would hundred percent something, and in a PlayStation game, they would say you platinum it, where you get all the trophies in the game. So there's like nothing else you can do in the game. It's like you've done it all. So that's what I did with Spider Man, even though I didn't love it. It was okay. It was fun, but it just wasn't my type of game. I started Assassin's Creed Odyssey yesterday, and it's super fun so far. You get to equip swords and armor, and ancient a, Greek 
Greek shit. You start off, you're like the Spartans, and then you choose a girl or a guy that's like the son of a or daughter of the last Spartan. So he like teaches you some shit or whatever, and then something happens. You get separated from your family. I chose the girl to play as because in the Assassin's Creed lore, um, the way it works is someone is in our present time, and they have some technology that allows them to go back in time through DNA. So like they find DNA on this knife, and you can choose if you want to be a girl or a guy because they find both blood on there. But since I'm playing as a girl in the present day, it made sense to choose to play as a girl in the past. Right. So that's why I did that. But I think her character seems more fun anyway. Um, and she plays. She looks like Wonder Woman. So it's like you're just playing as Wonder Woman in Greece. It's <laughs> kind of like the idea. Um, but the game's been really fun so far. I like. I like What's it a her whole name? lot. Do you know her name? Uh, Cassandra. Cassandra. I wonder. If you looked up stories of Cassandra in ancient Greek, what you would find. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I guess I need to do that. that. Research. Um, I'll let you research. I'll just <laughs> play my game. But so far, it's been really cool. Um, I hope it stays stays this fun. I'm sure it will. So anyway, that's I'm my update like on it. video games. So we're going to have you on like once a month, maybe. Um. To discuss all the books you've read the previous month. So sometimes that might be a long one. Sometimes it might be a short list, like February, maybe. I'm trying really hard, but <laughs> so far I have only made it about 100 pages in to a single book in the month of February, and we're on day like 10. 10. So that's not a very good pace unless I just really buckle down. But like we said, I'm going to Fe- Phoenix. Right. So it's a busy month for me, but I'll try. So, in the month of January, though, you knocked out a lot of books. I did. I think it was a total of seven books in January. So, that was pretty good. So, I guess I should just go over them in the order of completion. Yeah. I just talk, just bring up each book you read in the synopsis, and I'll see if there's any questions I have. All right. So, the first book was actually a reread. It was one that I had read last year. Uh, I think it was in, like probably this time last year, around February, right? Uh, called The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. So I know I've talked about it on here before, um, but in case you've never heard it or you don't remember, it is a story about uh, these two twin sisters, Jude and Taryn, who have a, um unfortunate connection with the fairy world. Their mother used to be married to the king of the fairies. Well, he's actually not a king. I'm sorry. He's the general, war general to the king. So he's like a really tough, brutal man. Right. And he kills the girl's parents and takes them to the fairy world. Um, so I reread that whole book in preparation for its sequel coming out, which was The Wicked King. So the first one's The Cruel Prince, and the sequel's The Wicked King. And you really liked that one, right? If I remember correctly? Yes. I love these two books. They were my first reads uh from the author holly black she has a lot out there um kind of late to the party on that she wrote the spiderwick chronicles which became a tv show i think sounds familiar and is really popular with like the younger uh kids like middle grade but um these are darker and for a much older audience they are still considered ya fantasy uh, young adult fantasy which is i think i don't know 13 and up. But it's really, that is the era area I think it's the easiest to read because it's a story. 
and you're just like, oh, this is fun. Right. Yeah. They don't. I mean, some of them really deal with really complex issues. A lot of them do. And some of the ones on my list are kind of heavy hitters. Right. But these two are fantasy stories that deal with um, grief because there's lots of death. It's a violent uh, world. The fairies are not nice to mortals. They are definitely tricksters and evil and see uh, humans as beneath them. And so the cruel prince and the wicked king, obviously these are um, stories of uh, lots of trials, but they are really, really good. Each one has ended with a cliffhanger making me so ready for the next one. And the third one will be out next January. So you'll be hearing me talk about these books again. Um, The last book in the series is called the queen of nothing. And so while the first two books focus on um, in the title, Cardin, who is the cruel prince who becomes the wicked king. um, I like that the third book is the queen of nothing. And it sounds obviously like it could be like she fails in the end. Right. But I could see, um, that having a fun spin on it in some right. way, somehow. A good twist. A good twist. I don't know. But, yeah. So, if you like fantasy, fairies, violence. But cool fairies. Not <laughs> like uh, feminine fairies, necessarily. Right? Well, right. I mean, in the fairy world, I wouldn't say... Um, I mean, there's gay fairies, right. by fairies, so I don't but know what instance, you mean by... When, like, we're watching True Blood, and they're like, showing the fairies, all the fairies are like a certain, like, oh, we're just kind of all ditzy, attractive no, fairy these people, are... where this is like, they're a, actually a race of people, right. like, like elves or whatever. Right, they're That's a race of people, and um, there's actually a, all different kinds. There's the fae, which are the high, are the noble fairies, and then you have lesser fae. Which are the little pixie fairies. So there's all different kinds of right. status and levels of being in among the fae. And then you have just random woodland creatures. And in the sequel, you learn of a whole other kingdom of the mer people, the sea. Right. Um, and it's like you have the folk of the air, which is the land, and then the folk of the sea, which is the gotcha. mer people. And they all battle for power in the sequel so the sequel you get a the world is expanded which is fun cool all right what else did you read okay so the next book so those are two of the seven that i read right so the next book is called pride and i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing the author's name correctly it's ibi zaboy i b i for the first name z o B O I. Bob, we had a baby Issa boy. So remind me. It's of. she's a woman from Haiti, um, or well, I don't know if she's from Haiti. I know she's Haitian. She might be American and right. Haitian. I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure she's an American Haitian. But Whatever. Yeah. She is very popular in the YA contemporary community. She has uh, quite a few novels out there, but this one is a retelling of Pride and Prejudice. So it's a Spin on the classic Jane Austen romance novel, uh, which everybody I'm sure has heard of. Um, we have Elizabeth Bennet, who is of a lower class um, in society. Who then there's Mister Darcy. So that's the original story. And then in this book, um, you have a twist on that, and it's set in Bushwick, New York, and it's in 
the project, an area that is to be considered the projects. Right, like heavy on abonics, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes. Um, and this, you know, the, the, there's a a trend now of going into lower income neighborhoods and have people with money will buy these yeah, rundown, gentrification, buy these rundown tenement buildings and fix them up and have these lavish apartment uh, studios. Some hey Arnold fucking apartments. <laughs> and so this girl has a new neighbor move in and they do this. And so it's kind of like, you know, the classic pride and prejudice of the social classes and the difference, but they manage to fall in love despite their differences and learn a lot about themselves in their process. And it's a really short, fast paced book. Um, but it's, it does a really good job, I think, of staying true to the original, but putting a fun spin on it. Right. So that one um, came out also last year. And you have like a real cool copy, right? Yeah, I have. Um, the original copy is blue and mine was like pink. So it's just a. Like it's just special for whatever reason. Special, yeah. And yeah. it's signed by the author. Right. But, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So we're on book number five or four. So this would be um, technically the fourth book that okay. I read. And it's Sharp Objects by right. Gillian Flynn, who also wrote Gone Girl. And she has um, – Gone Girl was turned into a movie and Sharp Objects is an HBO miniseries. Right. And so we had watched, I think, the first couple episodes. And then I said, no, I need to read this. We can't keep watching it. Which I say is a mistake. What do you mean? Elaborate. Well, you didn't enjoy the TV. You were enjoying a TV show yes. when we were watching it. And you said, no, let me read the book first. And then so after we you read it, we wouldn't watch the show. And you were just pissed after every episode. Yes. And you were like, <laughs> they ruined it. So I think it was a mistake to do that. You should have watched the show, enjoyed it, and then read the book. Well, I think maybe, maybe, I don't know. In the end... <laughs> I just don't understand why they make certain changes the way they do, and they right. and they ruin I mean, there were things. things. You, yeah, there are things you told me about it while we were watching. I was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. And I bitch the whole time we watched Game of Thrones, well, whenever it was, you know, that last season that was still with the books. I was like, no. So if you don't know what Sharp Objects is, I think the mo- the show has Amy Adams is that the actress? Yes, and she's a reporter in Chicago, and she St. Louis. Or they switch it up. They're, I think the show they do St. Louis and the book at Chicago, and that was one of your complaints. Maybe. Yeah. It's hard for me to remember. She moves away and then comes home to investigate. I didn't murder. like the show because it had a lot of weird, weird sexual stuff. So does the book. It's like <laughs> sexual stuff with gross stuff, and I'm like, it's, it's very a weird, violent. Com- it's a weird combo. It's a combination of um, self. This the story has issues dealing with self harm. She's a cutter. Right. So um, that's kind of uncomfortable at times. And then um, the mom is, oh, what do they call it? It's what Eminem's mom has. <laughs> I know that. It, it's whatever, whatever by proxy. And it's whenever Munch, a mother. Munchingum. It's whenever a mother typically, I guess a father could, but normally it's a mother, uh, makes their kids sick basically for attention. And then they convince their kid to be sick and make them sick off of like, them wanting them to be sick. I think we kind of just spoiled the whole book and show. Um. So anyway, sharper objects. We were sharp objects. Oh, sharp objects by Gillian Flynn, and it's short. But short you did read. like the book. Yeah, I mean, 
it's it's okay. I'm not necessarily I I like a fantasy read. I'm not um as crazy about contemporary thrillers are okay, but in the end I'd always just rather be taken to a whole other world. Right. Just I don't know. I'm always left kind of like, well, that was okay. Four stars. Right. Maybe it's why three true or four stars. It's why True Detective was so cool because it was in reality, but there are times like, where is it? True Detective was good. It would have been Season a good one. book. Yeah. Um, okay. And what's book number five? The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, which has been a hit film now, right. which I haven't seen the movie yet. But The Hate You Give um, spells thug. thug. It's an acronym. Inspired by Tupac's song. Um, I don't know which one it's from. They they tell you in the book on like within the first six pages, right? Um, the song exactly, but it's a story inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement about um, the death of a young black boy who was just trying to take his friend home, and they get pulled over, and he is shot and killed. Um, and the young girl witnesses this, and it's her coming to terms with. Um, because just her identity issues and um, she, her father is also a very interesting character in it because he has a lot of political views. And so it's just they clash at first. They have right. different ideas. I know the ideas. father used the one you always talked about if you talked about it with me. Yeah, I really found his character very interesting. Um, he um, had was a, a character who had been in the gangs and then gotten out. And so it shows a lot of different perspectives. He wanted uh, his children to be safe, sent them to a school outside of their neighborhood. Um, and so a lot of people kind of judged him for that, you know, right. not staying true to his hood or whatever. But he um, had to do what he felt was right for his family. And so there were some really hard – I cried a lot throughout that book. I remember. There was um, a riot in the end, and there were some heavy uh, moments there. But it, in the end, it has a good ending, I would say. There is some death along the way, but in the end, it um, it ties it up nicely and has a happy ending, I guess you could say. And ho- it hopes for a better future, whatever. Right. That's good. So the book is really good. Like I said, I haven't seen the sh- movie yet, but I know a lot of people really like it. Yeah, we'll have to watch it. I have um, suggested this book to a lot of people so far uh, who are younger, and they have all really liked it. So if you have any uh, younger people in your life, like kids or whatever, who um, are looking for a good book, they might really like that one. Well, cool. Yeah. All right. What do we got as your sixth book? It's another series. So it's counts as two, I guess, six okay. and seven. And it's the Nevermore series uh, by Jessica Townsend. Nevermore is the first book, uh, The Trials of Morgan Crow. And then the second book is Wondersmith, The Calling of Morgan Crow. And these are like so cute. YA, well, maybe middle grade um, fantasy, very similar feelings to Harry Potter. The main character, Morgan, is 11 and she is cursed. So that's kind of very similar to Harry Potter right away. He's kind of referred to as um, the boy who lived, you know, and he's kind of been touched by a curse. And so she's was born on the most unluckiest day of the year. And she's got like this curse of unluckiness around her. And she's always blamed for bad things. 
And on her 11th birthday, she's supposed to die. And that's part of her curse. And so she's always kind of this glum uh, character in the beginning of the first book. Very dry sense of humor. It's funny, but in a dark way. Right. Um, but something fantastic happens and she doesn't die on her 11th birthday and she gets taken to this world that she didn't know existed um, called Nevermore. And she tries to compete to get into this contest to get into the secret society. So similar to Harry Potter in the sense of going off to a new world of Hogwarts, she goes off to this new world of Nevermore and the Wondrous Society and it's fascinating, um, the new world that she created, and it's adorable and cute and has lots of fun characters, and I think it's really going to be a big hit in the future. She's only on the second book, but I think there are maybe four or five planned, right. so it's going to be a continued series. Well, cool. And you said it's like popular at the moment with people? The first book was really a pop. It just it's only been out for two years. The first book right. came out, I think, in yeah, 2017. Yeah, but Harry Potter was out in two years, and it was like a big deal. I don't know if this has gotten picked up by any major film. Ah, I see. I don't know. Um, but in the book community, people who do read regularly, it's very, very popular. And so it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's... A lot of people probably give it some hate because it's maybe trying to be too hard like Harry Potter. Like maybe right. it's not unique enough. But I thought it was. It has a lot of I don't know. Hey, Fifty Shades of Grey was just Twilight with BD SM <laughs> you know, so feel like this'll be alright. Well it has um the second book was even better than the first book and it has like just as many magical creatures, unicorns and dragons and Right kids with magical abilities and stuff but it's not there are witches but it's not like it's not quite like harry potter it's very right. it's its own thing yeah like its own lore yes i got you well cool so that was january and now you're 100 pages into one book here in february so what's your goal number wise for february you think you can get three books done oh i hope so my goal is five five That'd be a good goal. I have five set aside that I already know that I want to read and have already written down on my list for books to read. All right, I'm glad you got that out there so we'll know if you failed or not. Yeah, five books. Right now I'm – the current book I'm reading is 404 pages and I'm 106 pages in. So, But I haven't read like at all this week. I only That's like last Sunday and this Sunday. So when you think about it, I could get it done if yeah. I just if I just sit down and do it. I mean, we've been just very uh, busy and or emotionally drained yeah. lately. Yeah. One of the two, and it has to get better eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm going to escape into this book when this we're finished with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then I think we're going to pretty much call this the end. Here, I don't have anything else to bring up. I do want to shout out a company real quick. Go for it, Bookbow. You know I love me a good Bookbow, which is basically just a soft cover book sleeve. It looks like a pillowcase, but you put your book in it. And it's thick and padded. It's nice yeah. padding. They come in all different sizes and adorable patterns. And they are... Um, and Bo is spelled B-E-A-U. Well, good luck on your reading. I hope to hear from you more this year. You just get to know all your books. Yeah. Keep us 
cultured but on the podcast. If, if the community doesn't like the book talk, let us know. We don't want to bore you. Right. Yeah. If y'all all hate Koopy, let me know so we don't. Yeah. Have I mean, on. I don't want to waste your time. Um, I, I mean, I love to talk about books and I could go on and on. I mean, I've heard people before say they like having you on and no one ever mentions like having any people on. So Yay. I think you're okay, but <laughs> the bar is really low. Oh. <laughs> so. I know I've always just been a last resort. Yeah, but I like that. <laughs> Works. But anyway, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Peace. Peace out. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, and now we are joined by Skinny. What up? What up? All right, so what happened was me and Kubi just didn't have enough to talk about. She ran quick on her books, and you've never been on before, like, a real podcast. You've been on the music podcast, but I had your picture made, so I was like, fuck it. We can get skinny on here. <laughs> um, so first thing I got to bring up is I forgot to do a secret word, so I need you to come up with a secret word. Man. Oh. I have one for you that was inspired, but you can go with ice because you're over here drinking a Bud Ice. Right. Okay, we can go with the ice. Then. All right, so we're going to go with ice. So if you <laughs> share the word ice with a link to this episode, you'll be entered for a chance to win a hat. It's a trucker hat. It's white and green and has the logo. <laughs> and uh, whoever fucking wins, I'm going to draw a hat on March 1st or draw out of the hat um, out of everyone that's been entered to win. And then I'm going to mail or drive the hat to you depending <laughs> on who wins it. So, uh, yeah, do that shit. Also, Skinny, since you're on the the Bud Ice, I got to say, the day after this one goes out, the music episode five is going to be out. And do you remember episode five? <laughs> yeah, vaguely, but yeah, right on, right on. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you are definitely... Uh, I was in my zone. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely different. It was like you were trying to also make Curtis noises. <laughs> you were like just feeling it as well. So between the two of y'all, no, just a bunch of fucking no, noises. I got my own noises. Right. Yeah. They were definitely different. Um, so anyway, everyone. Kurt Thiers ain't got shit on me. <laughs> yeah. So the day after. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this out there, um, check out episode five of the music spinoff. Um, it's the shortest of them so far, but it's pretty funny. So anyway, <laughs> check it out. Um, all right. That's all the. Shit, I had to get to. Now, right after me and Koopy record our part earlier, and right after I texted you like, hey, Skinny, you should come do this, I learned my PlayStation 4 has broke. <laughs> so it is overheating, and I've looked up all this different shit, and what it is is I need to put new thermal gel on the processing unit, and I could probably do it because I'm computer savvy and shit but i watched this video and i was like man it's so many things to unhook and fuck with that i kind of would rather just get a new playstation 4 but fuck that's a lot of money i just fucking spent all my money on this plumbing shit so it's just uh when it rains it pours scenario and i just got this video game i fucking love i can't even play it because my playstation 4 will not run it for more than two minutes now without overheating and saying your playstation's overheating shut down and let it cool 
So anyway, that's my shit world. But it also means I just have to keep fucking with music because I don't have video games right now to entertain me. So right on, right on. Just gotta give everybody that that quick update. <laughs> um, all right, skinny. I my idea here is because we didn't need a lot of time from you. But just a little bit. So I'm just going to ask you random questions so people can get to know Skinny. So if you're ever back on or just for when you're on the the music episodes. Okay. Okay. So let's try to do this. <laughs> All right. So music wise, we'll start with there. What is your favorite type of music? Man. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would say I have a favorite music because i love a variety of music because i can't stick with one genre because it just goes by the way i feel that day or what was your first favorite type of music like rap music i mean oh yeah it seems racist but it's because like you're black so therefore i'm like oh you probably liked rap music first for sure that's probably the first music. music i loved as well i was like four Got this yeah. goddamn cassette tape. It's like, this is awesome. Right, cassette um, tapes, for sure. <laughs> I remember those. The first song I memorized every word of, though, was Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charmed Life in third grade. I don't know how I remember that to this day, but I just, that's my fucking jam still. Um, but anyway, so you like rap music. Who's your right. favorite rappers? Or- Man, like, my first uh, my first rap CD I ever bought was the Eminem, when Eminem's first CD dropped. I bought that with my paper route money. I was, like, in sixth grade. Fuck yeah. And, but I, I fucked around with the Walmart, and, like, they had the edited stuff. Like, what is this? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> then Walmart I went nice. to Hastings <laughs> when, yeah. the, when we had Hastings. Dude, I remember saving up my allowance because I used to get, like, you know, $2 a week or whatever my allowance was. And I saved up all my allowance and got a portable CD player. And the first CD I bought was Hanson. Yes, <laughs> and I just it. listened to Mbop. Tulsa, Oklahoma. I listened to them all day. And, right. uh, and then we got that whole like Columbia House thing where it's like you can get 12 CDs right now, but you have to buy one CD every however many months. Right. Some fucking bullshit. And so with that, I got like Blink-182. Yeah, and then got those Eminem, so Nelly, Ludacris, you know, all the essential ones. But that was like the big fucking day. And then I got yeah. Napster, and then it didn't even matter anymore. Right. Fucking broke the shit. <laughs> all right, so these days, you're like the only person I know that like, uh, goes to festivals or is right. that what they're called? They're like yeah, there are other festivals or you call them shows. And a lot of people, and maybe it's because I'm making beats, but I notice a lot of people hate on the DJ these days, right? Because it'll right. be like, ooh, he's playing his laptop, and it's like if they do beats like I do or whatever, and I'm sure a lot of these guys do. They've right. always been fucking days and days working on this shit. Right. Yes, they also got their boards and they're making all these transitions and stuff. They're also doing other things. They're bringing in stuff. I actually just watched somebody just do their you can make you can actually hear like if you're actually at a show you can actually hear when they're actually fucking up because you actually hear when somebody's playing you can actually hear when they all oh, their that transition didn't make it all the way through to make that drop you can hear that shit so. right well it's kind of like when I play uh, my MIDI keyboard here I get pretty close and if I'm close enough I can just go fucking move it over a little bit later but yeah if you're yeah. Doing it live you wouldn't. Yeah, like, I'd be able to do that. Yeah, like some people, like, yeah, some people can fake it, like some Millie Vanilli shit, but other right. shit's like, hey, these motherfuckers are actually legit making these, trying to make it on there, and they're making days, hey, I'm making these beats, like, hey, this is what I done made myself. Right. So that shit's real shit. It's like, some, there's fake motherfuckers, just like anything, there's fake motherfuckers and there's real motherfuckers. So for Oklahoma, because we're in Oklahoma, what is like the close, the best city? 
within driving distance for this whole EDM. I mean, it's like right there, and we like the closest one to is in Oklahoma City, and the big thing at Farmers Market always. And that's where all the shows at, like the Subsonic, and that's where the big like they could bring in a lot of big names and stuff right in there. So well, that's cool. Yeah, I, I I heard at one time that there's like the fuck I remember the name, the whatever school of music, and there's one in L.A., New York, and then Oklahoma City, and it's because. uh the lead singer, the Flaming Lips, whatever the fuck his name is. He's from Oklahoma City, and he, like, really wanted to put it here or whatever. Wayne Coyne. But name. there's a lot of big names in coming to Oklahoma City. Like, there's a lot of big names. It's been right there. Cause the whole brick town's bringing a lot of big names. They just keep popping up everywhere all the time. So you don't have to drive very far away to go to those big names now see for me this is pretty much my whole exposure to edm i mean lately since i've been getting on this whole making beats I've, I've checked out a lot more music but i just remember like my senior year of high school i kind of got into taking the ecstasy or out like the you know they got right. the triple stack rancher orange ranch or yeah. whatever and whatever the fuck they'd be stamped with and all we listened to was Sandstorm. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's the classic. To, classic. Dude, they like, still right, play that. Just all day, just Sandstorm, dude. Dude, Sandstorm. And then uh, there was also, like, DJ Princess Cuts. <laughs> I remember DJ Princess Cuts was uh, another big thing. Because they would put in, like, song, like, right. lyrics. Like, would just yeah. drop in the middle somewhere. And you'd be like, what? The song just talked to me. Because you'd be right. all fucking dumb. Remember of those bass CDs that supposed to be had them crazy ass drops. Fuck yeah. Stuff. yeah. Just I bass used, CDs. I'm right two 15s and a little Cavalier. And I had a bass CD just because it would be like. Right. Yeah. You fucking crazy shit. So what of current music? Because I know EDM has like a million genres. What is your favorite like genre? Well, my favorite, or like, like that, you're really vibing the. I guess. It'd be the be the trap, the really trap shit. That just how they just um take these modern day songs and just put a fucking sick ass twist it and just drop and just be fucking nasty. I, I need to really watch some YouTube videos on how they do the EDM stuff because the whole like blah 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 yeah I'm always yeah like, those fucking kind of- dinosaurs up there eating you up, man. Right, like it is cool the way they do it. Like uh, to this morning, I finally watched this video on how to make your own risers, because I'm always like, oh yeah, those are real important. And then, it, but every it makes it just sound like an EDM song. Like when right. you start fucking with it, and you're like, oh, it's a little. I won't go too far into it. Um, and what? Who's your favorite like rappers these days? Man, um, my favorite rappers. Man, I'm always a big fan of fucking Lil Wayne. Um, Dude, he's like my all time favorite, but he has fallen off. I mean, right. I can't admit that. For sure, man. But that's my all time. Like, like all time. Then, like, I go over the place. Like, I love Lil Peep and, like, Mod Son. I'm Doobie. Then I'm over here with, like, um, I love Juice World. Then, like, over here. You check out the Suicide Boys because I've been listening to some of their beats I'll lately. Some of that. Suicide their beats Boys. are cool, but I don't fucking get this whole screaming shit. It's saying something I can. Man, this is <laughs> like this. Some people with this, some people with the screaming stuff. You, they start off rapping, then they come to the straight screaming. It, it sounds off good rapping, then they start into the screaming shit. See, I rapped with this dude back in the day. I need to hit him up, try to get him on the music podcast, but he's kind of a big deal in Canada these days. And his name was Twizzy, and um, we had a song called Cat Piss together that was really funny. It was like one of my like. <laughs> 
I really just fucking was being stupid with it. But it was cool. Um, but he used to do a lot of the screamo on rapping right. a, like years ago. And I always thought it was cool. So I guess I need to shout him out that he was, he was way right. ahead of the curve. Because that is a thing that's fucking taken over. Or you'll go on fucking Instagram and everyone's like, I'm the next triple x yeah there's like the a fuck. lot of overseas stuff and like in london they be doing a lot of that stuff yeah they're the grimy <laughs> shit the, yeah it's okay so like you know t.i signed that dude chip I don't, I don't know he has the song called pizza boy and it's like pizza boy we getting dope and i'm like oh that's fucking clever right and i really like his style of uk rap but yeah. then there's the other like there's another guy that's real popular which is like i'm coming through in the trap come on i'm like oh i can't do it it sounds yeah. so corny but I get that I'm like really weird um, in particular. Like I hate corny rap. Yeah. Like I just right. something I can't fucking do. And it's like I'm scared of doing it all the time. That's why I don't even put out half the fucking yeah. shit it's I like, do. I like, can't do it, but I still I don't like this shit at all. <laughs> right. So that's like a big, big thing to me. But the UK rap I have been trying to pay attention to. Yeah, I watch a lot of it because of like Device Land and stuff and Noisy. I watch a lot of that. And then you get all them UK rappers, even those right. little, little young kids and stuff. So music, I think, is like a big part of you. You really enjoy the music. Yes, I love So music. I have you come over all the time to listen to my beats to be like, hey, does this sound half decent? Generally, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's all cool. Um, hopefully it is. We'll see. I need to start sending it to people. I wish I had like a producer Yoda, you know, like someone that was just really happy to be like, sure, I'll listen to your beats and give yeah. you pointers for no fucking money. But what's the chance I can find that? Um, so all the time I'm like, man, I think these beats are pretty cool, but I don't yeah. know. So you're like my litmus test at the moment. Um, sometimes they suck and I just get rid of them or they like, I'm making some shit and you've heard it where I'm calling it like some juice yeah. box, fruity loops. Yeah. Like some stuff like, shit. uh, I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't know how to feel about it. So it's like, it's like an iffy feeling sometimes like. It's good right here, but it's not good right there. So I don't know how to really explain it because, hey, I'm not the perfect guy to explain it to. So it's like, right. I'm, not the, I'm not the fucking pro at it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why right now my whole goal, I think I am 14 songs into my 100 song goal. So that's not real great. Uh, I have a long way to go. Um, You're somewhere, but though. <laughs> I'm getting there. And I, what I've been doing is if I just get stuck, I'm like, I'll just come back later once I figure out something else. And that's been going. So even though I have a song that's all like, it sounds like a fucking Super Nintendo game, kind of, but it's still kind of cool at the same time. And I'm like, you could yeah. fucking rap to that. So I think slowly but surely, um, we're gonna. Fi- I'll figure it out. And I have my own kind of sound at the moment, which is cool because yeah, most you know, rappers you can rap fucking to it. go ahead and hit it, shit. Yeah, and I'll just make like... a song too. Yeah, <laughs> that's also different. Which I've noticed a lot of rappers. Um, they're always looking for producers to fuck with, but they only want certain producers, and producers are always looking for rappers, but they only want certain rappers. Right. It's like, y'all are all fucked up. So I just like the fact I've I just been making my own beats and rapping on that, and it's worked well for right. me. You got your own wave to it. Um, Everybody's on the same wave shit. It's annoying. And I now have this like unofficial, official remixer with Strong Maurice. He's going to just... The two songs I cut from my mixtape I was working on, because I was like, ah, they just don't fit with the rest. I just sent them to him, and he's like, I'm going to try to fuck with them. And right. he can do some EDM top shit, um, or he has before. So we're gonna see what he does to those. So that's fun. That's what's up. Pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, the only other thing I was gonna say about you that I think is pretty big deal to you is you were in the military. Right on, right on. That uh-huh. seems like a very defining trait. Only for like if people are listening out there and there are other military people, they'll right. probably be like, "Oh, I fuck with skinny now." Whereas in before, maybe they wouldn't have because y'all right. military people are like. 
Yeah, it's like something. Like, it's not like a big thing I talk about. Like this one guy's like, uh, he works over here at the store. He's like, man, I never knew you're like a veteran or nothing. I wouldn't even knew it. Like it's not something like like, like something I talk about. It's like yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> right, which is opposite. There's this guy in town here, and he walks around everywhere. And he was in a class with me, and he went to like boot camp, and he got shot in the head on accident in boot camp. And right. He had this accident. And then he's been going to school for like 24 years on their dime because of that accident. And he tells everyone the moment you talk, I was in the military, I got shot. And like, he'll just tell you straight up, right? right? Like anyone he meets. And it's a crazy story. But yeah, you rarely tell people about it. And I would say you dress so crazy. Right. You go back and forth between so many different styles that I just (laughs) don't think people would associate you as a veteran necessarily. Did you go? I never know this because I have a lot of friends, you know, that served. And Iraq and Afghanistan are totally two different countries. But what was your experience out of the two? Because I don't really know. I went to Iraq. Iraq, okay. And do you think that was a good experience, you all? Man, it's a it was a great experience, man. It's just like it's a life changing experience. It was like I think the best experience out of it. It brought my family closer together. Right. Was it like. I mean, we were a close family, but we wasn't like a like an I love you family. But then it just, boom, everything just clicked. And that's how we just became. And once, like, it's made it us, but the best thing that came out of that tell oh, situation. Right. Well, it opened up a lot of memes for you. You get yeah. to share so many more memes now that you're in the military that I look at, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck those mean. Right. It's <laughs> all sharing away. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, we got our own little lingo, our own little world. <laughs> All right, man. I think that's about all I have. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, I guess not. (laughs) All right. Well, everyone, check out Skinny on the episode that'll be out tomorrow, music episode number five. And then eventually we got to get Curtis over here and do number six. And I got to find some more music (laughs) and all that shit. All right. Peace, man. Right on.